Crime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, this is Hannah. And I'm Amber. And we're That's Not Good, a true crime podcast. Where we talk about everything from true crime. To paranormal. To ghost stories, to weirdness. And we're kind of funny, too. We sure are. Find us on our socials at That's Not Good, a true crime podcast. And wherever you listen to podcasts. Just do it. See you there. Bye. You guys just heard the trailer to That's Not Good, a podcast by Hannah and Amber. And they recently did a new podcast about the Cecil Hotel and some bizarre urban legends. But they take you on a little bit of a rabbit hole ride along the way. And they also did another podcast before that about the McCammy Manor. I didn't know anything about that, and that place should be banned. It is a hellhole of horror. You guys need to check out their podcast and then go sign the petition. I think I posted a few things about it on Instagram, and it's crazy. So, check my friends at it. That's Not Good, a podcast by Hannah and Amber. And on to today's podcast. Hey guys, it's Marianne, Dog Mom Baker, True Crime Podcast Maker, and I'm back with episode 43. And I would normally say I am here with Paws for Dogs in the Law, but we've decided to change it because that really didn't go with our brand. Our brand is Crimes and Cupcakes. So we've decided to change it up. Our new bonus episodes will be called Canines, Crimes, and Cupcakes. Or Canines, Crime, and Cupcakes. I don't even know my own brand. Go figure. So today we're going to talk about some dogs doing some amazing, new, innovative types of investigations. Because dogs are just friggin' awesome people. And as you guys know, I have six and sometimes more, but that's a special conversation. So my dogs are incredible. I love them and they get me through every day because dogs can provide emotional support. They help lengthen our lives. They aid in depression, but they also have an amazing sense of smell. They're used in law enforcement, fire investigations, natural disasters. They detect drugs, explosives, and as we utilize them, they detect human remains. There is a dog in Florida that is being used now to combat child 
sex crimes. His name is Chewy, and Chewy is in Pensacola, Florida, and is one of the country's most highly trained dogs. He works on the front lines to fight to track down child sex predators. So, Inside Your World, which is a YouTube thing, watched as Chewy was led inside a room to sniff out hidden electronic devices. Beneath couch cushions, inside drawers, and under furnitures. And what he detects, it can stop some of the most heinous criminals. So electronic storage device dogs are a newest weapon in the fight against child sex crimes. And at the center of this effort is Todd Jordan. He is the founder of Jordan Detection Canine. He is a career firefighter and Jordan began training dogs to detect accelerants that's used in fire investigations. He has been doing this for 25 years, but now he is teaching dogs to sniff out electronics. And what happens is the dog will, when they come upon the odor, um, what they do is when they alert, they alert and they point to the location of the device. And in this digital age, predators who are consuming child pornography, they often watch it on removable electronic storage devices in order to avoid detection. Even the smallest of these devices can hold up to thousands of hours of video. And that can be crucial evidence when you're bringing these criminals to justice. But thumb drives and micro SD cards are virtually impossible to find in a hand search. But a highly trained working dog can sniff them out easily. Now, no one can appreciate what these elite canines do for law enforcement more than Alicia Kozak. At the age of 13, Alicia thought she was going to go meet another teenager that she had met from an internet chat. And that's when her life changed forever. She was abducted and then driven across state lines she was chained by her neck in her abductor's basement dungeon, and she suffered some of the most horrific things, guys, and we are not going to repeat it here. But she went through some of the most horrible things, and a tip led to her dramatic rescue after four days of torture and horrific sex crimes. But hundreds, like Alicia, are targeted every year. And evidence of their exploitation is often hidden away on these really hard to find tiny little drives. But the canines that Jordan trains are sniffing them out. Jordan's first dog, Bear, helped gather evidence in the subway. You remember the subway guy, Jared Fogel? Well, Jared's first dog, Bear, 
helped put him away. Bear also helped in the investigation of the USA gymnastics coach, Marvin Sharp. So, for all of their extraordinary promise, there are less than a hundred canines in America today certified to detect and locate electronics. Jordan himself has trained nearly 70 of them. Their potential value to law enforcement is hard to really explain. There are as many as three crimes associated with child pornography cases from sexual exploitation to filming the assault to possession of just the videos. I mean, that's three of those crimes happening almost every day. And Jordan has said these dogs and their noses can help put all of those criminals behind bars. And as if you guys can hear Dinky in the background, he's trying to chime in. He wants to be a part of this. So Jordan says there's an amazing thing about using Labradors because those are the dogs that he uses. And you guys know my partiality to those. Or what he refers to as floppy-eared dogs, and you guys remember me talking about do-laps in my other talk about that for this type of work. He told us that if there are child victims or frightened family members at the scene, these dogs can also serve as a comfort dog, and these dogs de-escalate the situation. And that's also another thing that we choose when we are choosing these dogs in that situation. That's when you're dealing with sex crimes. And we're going to go on to talk about another type of dog that still Labradors, but that are used in sex crime scenes as well. But utilizing Labradors, and I've actually utilized St. Bernard's as well. They are such giant, squishy lovers and they are so comforting to somebody who has been traumatized, excuse me, traumatized, and they serve as just a giant lover face that they can just hold on to for comfort. So one of Jordan's graduates, Kozak, Kozak was named after Alicia, who had been attacked. In just three years of working, Kozak detected nearly 400 electronic storage devices, more than 300 after investigators covered. So that the investigators, I'm going to back up here and I'm stumbling over my words and I don't want to edit this out. So I'm just going to apologize to you guys. But okay, so 300 of those devices were after officers had already done a hand search and found nothing. So they found 400, but 300 of those were after an officer had searched and couldn't find anything. And the dog did. So that's 300 criminal cases, y'all. So there is a long waiting list of agencies anxious to use these dogs to help solve other crimes that hide data in these small electronics. Down the line, experts say ESD dogs could also be used to detect valuable digital evidence in homicide investigations, drug deals, even counterterrorism. 
but as a relatively new tool requiring training and investment, they're not universally available. And this is something Kozak, the victim, Kozak, not the dog, but Kozak would like to see change. As she said, dogs can be trained to do things that humans cannot. It's a great relationship, but we need to get them in every department. So a nonprofit organization called Operation Underground Rescue has purchased nearly 40 ESD canines and donated them to various law enforcement agencies. The hope is that increased funding and awareness about the special skill set will put them in more places. So this is a cause that our special bonus episodes and all the funds that we acquire is going to. So we are putting our money where our mouth is. And we are canines, crimes, and cupcakes is utilizing and putting any and all funds that are received into Operation Underground Rescue. We are also going to be having uh, special shirts made. We are going to be doing special things and fundraising to try to help get more funding for Operation Underground Rescue because this is important, not just for in order to do the investigations, but this is important for the victims. As Alicia had said, this is so important. And this is a victim who is trying to get the funding. And we're going to have more about her case in a special episode. I know it's not a case that happened in Kansas, but she is so amazing. She is so important. And we want to do more. And we are doing more and we want to have more of that information. So keep an eye on Canines, Crimes, and Cupcakes because we have got some really exciting developments here because you know me, you know dogs, and you know retirement just doesn't stick. So we also have another really cool story about dogs and how they are making a difference when it comes to sex crimes. So I want you guys to thank Cheryl Mac McCollum. She had posted something on Twitter. Now she is at Cold Case Tips on Twitter. And if you don't follow her, you should. She's an Emmy award-winning crime scene investigator from CSI Atlanta. She's also the director of the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute. And in other words, she is just a crime scene badass. Uh, she was at CrimeCon this past year, so you guys may have seen her there. But she's incredible, so y'all need to check her out. But she shared this news story on her Twitter, and I started a deep dive. And then, of course, I had to reach out to this police department. And things went on a snowball journey for me from there. And, in fact, I believe Coffee and Crime is somebody I was sharing this with already. So I think they already know the deets, but I'm not telling everybody else yet. So mum's the word so far. But 
In sexual assault cases, as we were talking about earlier, the detection and identification of semen is extremely important as this type of evidence can be used as a source for investigative leads and it contributes to case evidence. It gives us the DNA and it also tells us, you know, what has happened with a victim. However, the detection of semen stains is often difficult, even indoors. And a lot of people don't realize this. I mean, you watch all these crime scene shows and they're sitting there with the light and they're shining out on everything. What people don't realize, if there is a highly patterned fabric, that light doesn't always pick up shit. It pisses me off. When I walk into, when I walked into something and I'd see overly flowered or highly patterned things, ah, oh, it would make me crazy because I'm like, well, shit, we're not going to find crap. It, it just made me crazy and I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but y'all know I could. So it, it's, it's difficult even indoors because, and also outdoors because of environmental factors and also the substrate type. And then, like I said, colored items or large search areas. Well, I had come across a paper a long time back in 2015, and it was initiated by the Dutch police. And it was to evaluate the feasibility of the use of detection dogs, like we do cadaver dogs, to locate semen stains in forensic practice. And they had seen some really promising results. They did double blind studies and they were able to see results up to 100% compared to the light sources and the field kits. So it, it was just incredible. And I kept thinking, oh my God, when are we ever going to be able to actually use this in physical practice on an actual police department with dogs? Because Again, as I had said, on these pattern fabrics or outside, it was such a difficult thing to find. Well, guess what? Now, sexual crime scene search dogs are a physical reality. And there are two very special dogs and their handlers have just passed training last week and they're now ready to share their expertise with other forces across the country. The police dogs are Rosie and April. They are a black and white Labradors and they're in the UK and they're joining Sybil. She is already a trained sexual crime scene search dog and so they're going to work together to put more offenders behind bars. Now it's all part of a highly successful forensic search dog project pioneered by the Derbyshire Constabulary. I looked it up. That's how you say it. The skill of the dogs and their handlers is of vital importance during sexual offense investigations in scenes where traditional methods won't work. So this is on the Derbyshire Constabulary's website. And they also have this great video for YouTube. It's adorable. And we will be posting this on our social media on our Facebook and we'll be posting, we already posted some pictures on our Instagram and we'll be posting some more. So Rosie, April and Sybil can pinpoint tiny amounts of seminal fluid without being distracted by any other scent. 
Kind of like when I was discussing with our cadaver dogs on how they can do that. They don't get distracted by other dead animals, raw meat, those types of things. They are focused on the scent they're trained to focus on. Their noses are so sharp, they can detect as little as 0.06 of an ml. And they can even find it sometimes years after it's been deposited. And I've actually had this discussion with people that, yes, we can actually sometimes detect and find semen um, when we've exhumed a corpse, um, cadaver, vessel, whatever you want to call it. I'm sometimes I need to be careful of that, but it's my work. And so we will exhume them. And sometimes we can find seminal fluid and we can sometimes even extract DNA with today's science. So Rosie is a black Labrador and April is a white Labrador and they're both 15 months old. They spent the last six weeks going through the rigorous training program. The training was developed by Derbyshire's Dog Section and Crime Scene Investigations Unit. Now, it has changed the way sexual offenses are being investigated. In 2016, Sybil was working with the police dog, Billy, but Billy had to be retired. Billy got older, and so Billy's just been retired. But now... Rosie and April are going to work with Sybil, and they're going to work from Derbyshire to Cheshire and North Wells Alliance area, and they've all been happily welcomed to the team. So in the last six weeks, they've learned how to identify and search for seminal fluid scent in numerous scenarios. They set them up so that they can track it indoors, outdoors, in vehicles, on grass, tarmac, and in all sorts of freaky areas like bedding, clothes, latex, rubber, all that kind of weird stuff. One of my main questions is though, where did the seminal fluid come from? And you bet your ass I did email them that question. I haven't heard back from that yet. And they did say the result is we can catch sexual offenders that may not have been able to otherwise due to the very difficult nature of some of the scenes. The dogs can indicate the presence of seminal fluid in places traditional kits can't always locate it. And once they've identified the scent, that piece of material or vegetation can be sent away and the extracted DNA profiled leading to more prosecutions and offenders behind bars. Now, forces across the country can now request to use the dogs, and there is no specified forensic time window for them to attend a crime scene. However, contact should be made at the earliest opportunity. So, the Derbyshire Constabulary would also like to thank Derby University for access to their facilities to set up the scenes and as part of the training process. And if some people wanted to, in the law enforcement area, wanted to reach out and learn more about training themselves, they can also follow up and do that. So very exciting. So we are learning that dogs, when it comes to sex crimes, are making a difference and they are able to with child pornography and the seminal fluid 
So these types of things are going to be able to stop even more predators. So if we take a step back and think about how many cases, how many of these cold cases, if we had those types of options, it could have made a difference. It could have changed everything. So we can't go back, but we can go forward. And that's incredible. I am so excited about this. And it's going to make such a huge difference. One of the problems is in the United States, so however, is getting the stuff. We still have a problem getting cadaver dogs through the judicial system sometimes. I know it's crazy. We have all the science to back it up. But we will still get defense attorneys trying to call it junk science. And that just makes me crazy. It, it's, I'm, it, it just, ugh. I just want to yell, but I won't. So I want to thank all the other wonderful podcasters out there again in my wonderful support group. I've been listening to some awesome podcasts and especially my UK people over there. Um, Coffee and Crime over in New Zealand and Horror House in the UK. They are amazing. Morbidology in Ireland. Love her. She is so crazy and amazing. I'm just, we've been having some amazing chats. So want to give them a shout out since we are talking across the pond. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Canines, Crime, and Cupcakes. And we're going to be having more. And we are definitely going to have some more cases, some more information. And I'm really excited to see what we're going to be doing with Operation Underground Rescue. If your podcast wants to be a part of this and see if you guys want to maybe do some shirts or do some extra, we can put your logo on the shirt as well. So shoot us a message, let us know. It'd be really cool. And this is going to be amazing. And again, the case of Alicia Kozak, we are going to talk about that here in the future. Um, I know I had talked on my earlier podcast, we're going to be covering the case of Krista Martin and the new evidence and new information that we have received on that. But we're going to have a guest podcast with us on that case. So look forward to that. And also we have a really exciting group podcast thing we're working on and I'm not going to announce it till they do. So I'm so excited. Life is changing and it's changing for the positive. There are good things that are coming forward and the dogs are making it happen. So again, this is Dog Mom Baker, true crime podcast maker, signing off and telling you to hug your puppies tight, hug all of your pets tight and be safe.